You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. Now, it takes thousands of people to make a movie and literally hundreds of actors. If anybody watches GOT right now, I mean, how many actors do they have on that show? But not everyone appears on screen is a name you'd recognize unless they live next door to you. Uh, but guess what? Our next guest is one of those guys. Now, specifically, uh, he was an anesthesiologist in the series Homeland, uh, an ER doctor in Vampire Diaries, an ICU doctor in the series Nashville, and more recently, doctor number two in Stranger Things. <laughs> But Brian LaFontaine does not uh, or doesn't just play doctors. He plays all sorts of guys next door in movies and TV shows that you may have seen. Uh, but you did not know he was literally your neighbor right here in Charlotte. So we are so excited uh, to welcome Brian to the Brown Motors podcast. Great name, by the way. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to learning a little bit more about your brand and, and being an actor and being a podcaster and all the all cool right. things you do. OK, well, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks so much. That's uh, that's really cool to introduce all the doctor roles, because I have played a lot. So when you point them out like that, it's pretty damn funny. That is funny. I, I'm really curious. So, Brian, thank you for that great introduction. I feel like I know you already, Brian, the other Brian. <laughs> and so tell me, tell me, how in the world did you get into acting? It was, I don't want to say that it was an accident, but it wasn't what, it, it wasn't really planned. Um, I, I went to Catawba College in Salisbury on a very small golf scholarship a hundred years ago, because I'm originally from Rhode Island. I'm not from North Carolina. So that's how I got down to North Carolina in the first place. And um, they didn't take long um, before they found out that I sucked at golf. And um, they kicked me off the golf team. They took my scholarship back. <laughs> and my golf career was over at, uh, at 19. So I did what any normal student athlete does. I went into stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is great. This I know, great. right? Uh, so yeah, I started. I started doing stand up um, uh, in the last few years of college, and then when I finished, uh, when I graduated from Catawba, uh, I had somebody that I had been working with at the school, uh, comedy wise, and he was like, "Hey, I can help get you onto the college circuit," which he couldn't. Um, and that again, the stand up comedy dream died. Uh, but I had no idea that there was an acting market here in the Carolinas at the time. There was a lot of theater, uh, or a lot more theater, and then uh, there was a lot of film and television. This was back in the, uh, yeah, in, in the early 90s when the film and television industry in North Carolina was huge. It was just huge. Um, so I went over to Theater Charlotte, and I auditioned for uh, a play just because I was fresh out of college. I had nothing going on, and my roommate was a theater graduate, and he was like, you should go and audition for these plays. And I was like, Okay. Um, and at the time, they were doing Brighton Beach Memoirs and Broadway Bound, which was the Neil Simon trilogy, the first and third parts of the trilogy, which are basically the same cast, like 10 years apart. And uh, Lon Bumgarner, uh, who you guys may have heard his name around town, um, Lon was the director, and he cast me as the lead in both shows. So just like right out of the gate, I'd never done anything like that before. And he was like, yeah, you're going to be my lead. So... That was pretty wow. much it. Yeah, jumped in headfirst right into the deep end. Um, and there was a woman uh, in the cast, Judy Simpson Cook, who at the time was an agent with JTA Talent here in Charlotte, right over uh, on East Boulevard uh, up until last year. Their office was there. And she was like, you're coming with me. And yeah, JTA picked me up. And just like that, I started auditioning for movies and TV shows and commercials. And, you know, and I know the next question is going to be, did you ever think you'd be an actor? And I mean, I always wanted to be secretly, but being from Rhode Island, 
you know, that was never an option. My parents, we were a very working class family. They had no idea, like, how to encourage me or support any aspirations that I would have had. It was just something that, it's like, that's something you do in Hollywood. And we lived nowhere near Hollywood. So, I mean, <laughs> right. so that was never an option. So to have this happen this way, um, I mean, it, it not to be corny or cliche, but I guess in some ways it is kind of a dream come true because I never would have known how to pursue it otherwise. So, so you, you thought you were going into golf, right? Yeah. So yeah. prior to that, yep. had you ever had or envisioned acting no. or even stand-up comedy? No. Um, I mean, again, dreamt of it, yes. It was always really... Uh, interesting and exciting and, you know, romantic uh, to think about it. You know, when you see a movie and you're like, God, I wish I was up there. I wish I could do that. But it was just never a reality. Um, and then, you know, in the 80s and into the early 90s when stand-up comedy, when that boom really started to really, really hit, you know, and uh, stand-up started to show up on TV a lot more, on MTV and Evening at the Improv, and you could watch it all the time. So I really got into stand-up, you know, watching those guys. And um, that became... Again, more of a reality because I knew that there were comedy clubs in Providence and in Boston and even the old Comedy Zone in, uh, on Independence Boulevard. That's where I, uh, I started doing some stand-up there. So I knew that there were, there were outlets that I could go to. You, you know, there were open mic nights. And if you could sign up in time, you could get five minutes on stage. So yeah, that's, that was a little bit more realistic. But at the same time, I was also a little older when that came around. You know. Can I put you on the spot? Sure. What's your favorite joke? my own favorite joke like ones that i wrote i had one um that was like my closer all the time back to the point where other comedians wanted to buy it from me but you have to remember this is back in the 90s when doing jokes about television commercials was really a big thing <laughs> so at the time uh, Stay Free Maxi Pads had a tampon that was made with baking soda. <laughs> so, I, so yeah, so the joke, so the, uh, you know, I, I, I did this whole bit about uh, uh, television commercials. And then the, the final was Stay Free Maxi Pads now made with baking soda. Sure. Put one in the, in the freezer. It keeps the ice cream fresh. <laughs> and it just always killed. And I was like, see you later. Good night. So, yeah. Leave them one. Yeah, more. I did not know that. <laughs> yes. You learned something new on the right? Rambo's podcast for every a while. Time. That's why our listeners are yes. here. Yes. You guys missed that whole swing. You could yeah. help those people with yeah. merchandising. <laughs> They'd probably still be around. I see a t shirt. By the way, I like your t shirt. Austin <laughs> City you. Limits is freaking yes. awesome. I saw Bonnie Raitt there last, and she was amazing. I saw Chicago there oh, a few years that, ago. That, that was, was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that space is fantastic. It, it really is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so how what is uh like growing up? I, I love the show Friends. Yes. So like you're like Joey Tribbiani, <laughs> but like you actually got the lead role. Is that like what it is? So you actually got the lead role, even though Joey like never got the right. lead role, but he'd run and he'd be like, "Right, look what I have." That's right. Um, that, is that? I mean, I'm just interested. So you kind of had a different career path. You kind of got thrown right into the lead role, which is like awesome. Yeah. Is there a lot of struggling actors and, and actresses where they kind of live that Joey life, where it's just audition, 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 and oh, yeah. then if you just, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe you get an opportunity, maybe you don't. And it's not even necessarily audition, 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 audition. It's I really want to be an actor with all due respect. They may not have the chops to back it up, but they keep taking classes and they keep trying and they may never even they may never even get the chance to audition just because there are so many people now. The, um, the talent pool is so huge that, um, you know, with the ability technologically to 
shoot something on your phone or do it at home and, you know, on such a small scale to create your own work. Um, you know, there are tons of opportunities, which means that more and more people are waking up and going, oh, I can be an actor. I can do that, you know, without really knowing truly what it takes to do it. And then there are those people that have all the passion, but don't have the skills to back it up. And they just have that never say die mentality. And they're going to be in it forever and ever without even possibly auditioning. But for those of us who are fortunate enough, I, I mean, I was, I was really, really lucky to have that moment happen where Lon saw something in me and he was like, you're the guy. Um, and to have, you know, the agency pick me up. I know that I was extremely fortunate to have that happen. Um, you know, I think timing is, it has an awful lot to do with it. I think if that happened now, I don't know if it would be the same. Uh, I don't know if I'd have the same result. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. Um, no, it did. I, I mean, I, I, I think you're right on with, with the internet. We just had a, a guy on and, and it was all talking about how social media has enabled people coming directly out of college sure. to, to actually do something. Yep. Right. You know, you don't have to yep. stay in your lane. Yes. I think a lot of people are now kind of creating their own vision, but the, yeah. but at the same time, from an actor and actress's standpoint, yep. you know, anybody can go on social media and make a video and be like, I'm going to be an actor. I know. It's like, but are you really going to be an actor? And but if you have that many people that want something, yes. it's a lot more difficult to get to the top for sure. It really is. Um, and, and, you know, and the bitter actor in me really has a hard time with that because it's like, okay, you're not acting, you're being a personality, which has its own place. And, you know, and if it works for you and you're getting success from it, that's great. I can't, I, I can't begrudge, I, I can't begrudge you of that, but I wish that, you know, you don't go through the same thing that I went through. Right. Take the classes, you know, um, bang on all the doors and, and, you know, starve yourself instead of, you know, putting yourself on Instagram. But I mean, that's the way it is now. And I, I, that's a hard thing for me to deal with now and to get over. Like I wasn't on social media until about a year and a half ago and I still don't feel like I'm very good at promoting myself because I just don't feel comfortable doing it. I just, ah, it feels kind of gross. You know, yeah. that's an interesting, I think there's so many people on, on social media now mm -hmm. that it's all me, 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 yeah. me, influencers, followers, right. look how many likes I have. Right. And people literally structure their day yeah. around how many people like their picture. And if they didn't like it enough, it's like, oh my gosh, like, was I not wearing a cute enough shirt? <laughs> like, come on people, like get over it. Like get over whatever people think about you, but right. that's a whole nother conversation. Yes, yes it is. Um, I want to kind of bring this back and you mentioned there's so many different ways to get into this industry and, mm -hmm. and it's so neat that we have our own podcast here called the Brand Butters Podcast, right. but you also have a podcast. I do. Um, where you talk to other actors. Yes. And what have you learned through that experience? Before we kind of jump back into your career, because no, I got some sure. questions about okay. that, but but what have you learned from from interviewing other actors and actresses in, 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 in that arena? I mean, to me, you know, it, it, it's going to be a little kind of like obvious for me, but uh Someone else asked me this question before, and my answer is still the same, is that I was right about the concept. The reason why I did it was, I think everyone's story, I don't care who you are, is interesting. You don't have to be famous. You don't have to be a celebrity to have an interesting story, to have an interesting journey. Um, and we hear so many stories about famous people, you know. The actors like myself, who are the career actors who, who don't become famous, who aren't household names, who aren't even, you know, rec recognizable faces at all. We never get any recognition. We're just as committed and just as passionate about it and work just as hard and have no intention of stopping working in this industry that I think that, you know, those stories are just as interesting. The only thing that separates, you know, this guy from George Clooney is that George Clooney made it and this dude didn't. 
it's not that this guy worked any less hard and was any less passionate or interesting um, and that his stories are any less worthwhile. So I, I wanted to give those people, uh, you know, a platform to tell their story that they may never have. So. That, that's fascinating. I, I mean, I, I think that's the story right there, mm -hmm. right? A lot of people want to look at somebody that's successful and say, oh, well, they just got lucky. The, the fact is there's a lot of people that work mm -hmm. their ass off to yes. get to a point. Yes. And maybe luck is part of it. Um, but there's a lot of people that might not get the success that everybody, you know, oh, the actors and actresses, they must all have... $15 million homes and drive right. Ferraris. And, right. and that's like the, oh, I'm going to be a professional athlete. Like not everybody is getting the contracts, you know, no. it, it's, it's no. interesting. So um, anyways, um, back into, to acting. So you've been on some really cool shows yes. um, and you are local here to Charlotte. So mm -hmm. tell us like, what are some places or some, some shows that maybe we wouldn't recognize you on or maybe not think that you were on, um, number one, um, yeah. that, that you go, oh, I was the doctor in this show. Right. And, and, then, and then what are some of the most fun ones that you've got to experience or be on? Uh, okay. So, yeah. And again, that was another part of, uh, sorry to sidetrack, but that was another part, aspect of the podcast was that a lot of people who do live right here in, this, in the Charlotte community or in the Southeast that you were talking about in your intro um, about, uh, you know, living next door to you you know, some of these people have been a part of these huge shows and huge moments in movies and in TV series that people are just fanatical about and would never even realize, wait, you were in that too? So again, I wanted to showcase those people as well. So along those lines, yeah, I was the, uh, uh Nashville, um, I was the, the, was I the ICU doctor? Is that how I was credited? ICU yes, doctor. You were the, I, yeah, the ICU doctor <laughs> in ICU doctor. Nashville per my intro. Right. Um, and I was in like, this the almost the full half of this uh the second half of the episode where uh Connie Britton dies that's when they they killed her she was the number one person on the cast list she was the star of the show and that was her final episode and she died and I was the doctor that could not save her life so oh, that's wow so way to go buddy I know hey. right Nashville fans are really so mad right now apparently the next day on social media like I started getting emails from so many people like how did you not save her you killed her we hate you you know um, so that's when you go you realize wow this is a much bigger deal than I ever thought it was going to be <laughs> right. but that that's wild. really cool to be a part of to be like hey I'm the guy that let Connie Britton die that's pretty cool um so that was a pretty special one. Um, the Hate You Give, which was the movie that was just out in October, um, based on the New York Times bestseller. That was a. That's the one that I'm probably the most proud of, just the project overall, because of just what the the movie is and just how important of a piece that it is. Um, that was a really fantastic and intense experience. Um, so that was a great one. Uh, Stranger Things was one of the most fun sets that I was on. It really was. Like, you could tell that those guys were just having so much fun and realizing, like, wow, we're so fortunate to be a part of this huge hit. And every day that we were on set, they were like, this is awesome. You know, the kids were great. Uh, David Harbour was so much fun to be around. Sean Astin, because uh, I was in season two, and, um, you know, hanging out with Sean Astin, and he's such a fun guy. And he was just like, what do you want to talk about? I'll talk about anything you want, anything you want. So he would let you talk, ask him questions about any part of his life or career, his mom, anything. So I, right off the bat, I was like, I want to talk about Lord of the Rings. And yeah. he jumped right into it. And the rest of the cast had not had this conversation with him yet. I'm like, you've got Samwise sitting right here. How has no one brought this up to him before? So I'm sitting there and, and Sean Astin starts acting out scenes from Lord of the Rings wow. right in front of me. And I'm going, where am I right now? That's amazing. That's really cool. 
So, and on top of that, like, how do you, how do you plan for these things? Like how, how does, so you're in a different character with all of these different jobs, so to speak, or movies or shows. Right. And I'm just curious how much time it takes to, to learn a character. And do you actually really try to become that character? Like, how does all that work? I mean, it, it, hmm. That's a very good question, uh, and I want to make sure that I answer it uh, properly. Um, a lot of the roles that we get sent, meaning you know the regional professional actor, there isn't necessarily a whole lot of emotional investment involved um, because we are you know cops or doctors or lawyers, where a lot of our scene work is a lot of expository information that just moves the scene along. So, and, and in some cases, you're only there for, you know, just a short amount of time. So really, right. you just have to, in, in most cases, you got to plug yourself into the situation and just, just you know, roll. just, and just, I'm being my, I'm being Brian right now. If Brian were a lawyer, if Brian were a doctor, if Brian were this, um, and then there are others where, yeah, you do have to create a character or really go somewhere, um, you know, emotionally. And it does, it takes time to prepare. But I mean, you also do that. If you got the job, then I succeeded in doing that in the audition, and I just need to make sure that I take that and bring it to the set with me. You know, whatever I did to land the job in the first place is what I've got to do when I show up on set. So it's kind of that, like, I did it once. I can do it again. You know. So for everyone, you have to audition. They they don't necessarily seek you out or is there a little bit no, of both no i'm not that fortunate uh, there's there's there are not a lot of offers coming uh, across my desk um and i'm showing my ignorance no, here. That's i just okay. i don't understand yeah i mean to... aside from the you know the leads or the people who are the, the the main cast members that's where offers will go out um and i can't even tell you you know if it's to all of them or just you know the star or the top two stars um but in some cases, it might be the first five or six people on the cast list that get offers. After that, everybody's auditioning. Everybody's auditioning. Got it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep, so do you ever like think back in the day that these commercials and like you're, you're an ER doctor, ICU doctor, and it's like you're saving someone's life. No, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> do, you ever have, do you ever have the feeling like, well... You know, I mean, I'm not a real doctor, but I played a doctor, so maybe I'll jump in here. I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things like you get to jump into kind of be somebody that mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. a lot. And that's like, oh, yeah. I mean, look, kids grow up playing dress up, put, yes. being like, I'm going to put be a baseball player. And like, you get to do that for a living. Like, you, that's pretty damn cool. And actually, some of that can get a little stressful because, again, I'm I'm not a doctor um, and I get cast as a doctor. And then once they put you on set and it's a high intense, you know, situation where somebody's life is on the line or everything's just blown to hell. Um, you know, you have to react and behave as if, and you're hoping that there's going to be somebody on set that says, okay, Brian, this is what you would do in that situation. Cause otherwise I'm going, I, I I'm really not a doctor. I don't know what to do all this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to stab you with a scalpel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I don't know what you expect me to do. Tell me what would happen. What would be the steps? What's the procedure? Um, you know, when this happens, what do you do? When this happens, what do you grab? How do you react? Especially in medical stuff like that. Like, that stuff can get really, really overwhelming and make you go, you know, crazy. Do you have a lot? Like, that's a very interesting question. I used to... Um Back in the day, date a nurse. And whenever we would watch, my wife's like, what are you talking about? But whenever we would watch these like shows, it was all, 
you'll be like, oh, that's not real. And that's not real. Mm -hmm. And that's not real. Do you ever get like messages from doctors like, hey, buddy, you totally butchered, you know, that heart surgery yesterday. And you're like, come on. Um, Okay, good. Yeah, I'm sure that. leave you alone. I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure that they think that. But uh, (laughs) no, they don't don't track me down. They're like, you don't use a scalpel that way. Come on. (laughs) How, How is the scene currently in Charlotte with movies and terrible? Is it terrible? I mean, you guys are probably aware the North Carolina film incentive, um, you know, died at the end of 2014. And it was incredibly uh, competitive, um, you know, in the country. And our, you know, our officials let it go for whatever reasons that they had. And, um, you know, uh, it's going to be really, really difficult to get it back. Uh, It's chased a lot of people away, um, both production-wise and talent-wise, crew and actors alike have left the area. And I, you know, I wrote numerous emails, made phone calls to try and beg and plead and say, like, one, you know, one of the greatest things to me about living, being able to live in Charlotte is that I was able to also pursue my chosen profession and career and still live in Charlotte, North Carolina, taking everything that the city has to offer and be able to do that. And, you know, it, there are moments where it's like, am I going to have to pack up everything and leave? Am I going to have to sell my house and go? And it's like, I don't want to do that. But you guys aren't necessarily leaving me an option. Mm-hmm. So I've been holding on um, and making it work somehow. But yeah, the uh, the film and television industry here in North Carolina is not good. You know, that's that's sad to hear. Um, I, I recently, uh, we had a Tim Miner on from Charlotte is Creative. I love Tim Miner. And yeah, fantastic guy. And it's it's so refreshing to have someone like that kind of leading the charge and, mm-hmm. and and proving that Charlotte is more than a banking town. It's a very creative place yes. filled with a lot of people and a lot of opportunity. But even we asked him the question, like, where are we from a creative standpoint and leverage or, or in kind of everybody else in other cities? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're way at the bottom. Like, yeah. There's so much room for growth. Yes. But I think the cool thing is, is in the last couple of years, at least in my mind, I, I feel like there's younger uh, more diverse people moving in that's kind of changing that. Right. And so I can only hope for you and for other actors and actresses in this area that people realize that Charlotte, not only Charlotte, but the entire region mm-hmm. in in the Carolinas from the mountains all the way to the sea and everything yep. in between is phenomenal places to to film. So I hopefully yes. that changes uh, in the future. Um, one thing I'd like to to kind of ask you, and we always bring on people that that you know are successful, that have created a brand, that have been uh, maybe in roles that people would want to do in mm-hmm. their life. But what would be kind of your advice to younger people um, in this generation of Instagram and influencers, and you know people trying to post pictures just to try to get likes right. and things? What is your advice if somebody really wants to be an actor or an actress in this time to be able to achieve that? Not to be blunt, but you know, learn how to act, learn how to truly be an actor. Go study acting. Go to a conservatory. Take classes. There's a huge difference. You know, it's like if you want to be famous, there are steps that you can take to being famous. If you want to be an actor, that's a completely different thing. Um, you know, it's it's just like any other business or industry. And, you know, I'm a big believer in respecting the craft. Respect the craft, man. If you're going to be a, if you're going to be a lawyer, go to law school. You know, if you're going to open up a restaurant, then, yeah, go to culinary school or whatever. If you're going to be an actor, learn how to be an actor. It's the only to me, it's, it seems like it's the only profession where people do wake up and go. Oh, I'll do that. It's, think about it. If I woke up and said, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And I took a knife and I just started to, come here, let me cut you. Let me cut you. Let me cut you. Be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right. Yeah. So why is that mindset different when it comes to acting? You know, when it comes to entertainment and show business? Because there's a difference between entertainment and being an actor. That's you know. uh, th- uh, that's fascinating. I think that's very interesting. Um, 
Because I think there's also the opposite side of the fence where now people are thinking, well, you don't need to go to school anymore. You don't need to go to college. And in certain areas, mm -hmm. I would say they're correct. Absolutely. But with acting, I think you're right. Like you have to have a strong foundation to understand what the hell you're doing. Right. And there's a lot of ways to do it. Again, I don't think you necessarily have to go to college, um, but I'm, you know, there are some really great studio classes in, all over the country where you can still learn the craft without having it be a formal, you know, educational institution um, where you can gain that knowledge and still work on that skill. Um, but to, yeah, to set up your video camera at home and, and put stuff on Instagram or whatever, I mean, again, that's going to get you out there. And I, my concern about that is that it's going to be, your window's going to be that big. It's going to be really, really tiny because I think for a lot of people, they just get over it and they're like, okay, I've seen that. What else you got? Oh, I've got nothing else. <laughs> What? Um, and that's, I think you're right on with that. I think a lot of people that try to get this instant gratification yeah. are going down the wrong path. Um, but what can someone like me and Scott, who are members of the society, we have a podcast, like obviously we mm -hmm. want to be able to promote that, but how can we help people like you in the Charlotte region? Is there ways for us to contact people and say, hey, this is something that that we're passionate about. I mean, I guess it's the bottom line is what are the action items that, that we as a population in Charlotte and the Carolinas can do to support people like you that live here? Because- I would love to have movies and TV shows and things. I mean, this city's popping. Why the hell yeah. would you not? You know what I, know. I mean? Like, that's kind of yeah. where we're at. Unfortunately, to me, I think the only – it goes back to politics where, you know, it's it's our it's our state officials who have to, you know, change their minds and really want to, you know, bring that industry back to the state. You know, it was a $250 million a year industry for North Carolina um, that they just let it go away. And it, again, I don't understand. You know, I don't either. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll take all the support and shout outs and cheering um, th that we can get. But unfortunately, you know, when it comes down to dollars and cents to really bring the productions here, that's what it's going to be. Because, you know, when those production companies want to film somewhere, they are. They're going to call the local, you know, film office, whether it be the, the North Carolina film office or Charlotte film office or whatever, and say, hey, talk to us about your incentives. Why should we film there? Well, we can offer you this. Yeah, we're going to keep shopping around, you know, um, because North Carolina has everything. You know, it's got skylines, it's got cityscapes, it's got the ocean, it's got the mountains, it's got great weather. Um, great airport, great in airport. and out of. Yeah, <laughs> and, you can, and that's the w reason why it was so successful for the longest time, because, you know, you can make North Carolina look like anywhere. It doesn't just look like North Carolina. That, so. Is that on, and not to get too into the politic mm -hmm. aspect of it, but is that on the state level? Like wh who makes that decision or how did that go away in 2014? Is that, I, I, and I'm, I don't even know, this is my ignorance speaking. I, is it, is it, what, where, I, where is that? Do you know? I don't know all the ins okay. and outs of it. I just know that um, there was uh, a majority of representatives that didn't want it and didn't want it the way that it was and said, we're going to let it, uh, there was a sunset on it and they let the sun set on it. So then they instituted a grant program, uh, which is what we have now, but there's a really, really low cap on the budgets, um, which, you know, keeps it very limited for productions to come here that want to do bigger things. And then, you know, we can go even further down the road. And when the whole HB2 thing happened, that turned a lot of people away as well, because they're like, you guys aren't very welcoming. Um, so we're going to take our business elsewhere. And so until things like that can really get turned around, uh, I think we're going to, you know, it's an uphill battle. That's, is a lot of it going to Atlanta? Is that it's, where? Yes. Okay. It, it, the state of Georgia is the number one film and television state in the country now. It's ahead of. Is it really? Uh, yep. That's unbelievable. Fun Georgia's, fact for the day. Georgia's number yeah. one 
it's California's number two. I grew up in Atlanta, and I, I mean, not a week goes by that somebody is taking a picture of, oh, this is filming, and this yep. is filming, and I'm like, that's crazy. I mean, really, not too long ago, you'd go through Dilworth, yeah, and you'd have yeah, homeland all the time. Yep, yep. I mean, all the time. Yep. Well, Brian, this has been fascinating to learn more about. I think I just said fascinating like 10 times in this podcast, but it's so You're cool. fascinating, yeah, Brian. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate that. It's so interesting to hear from somebody that's done it um, mm-hmm. and and now to kind of go back and see those shows. Hopefully, everybody that's listening to the podcast will go back and look at those and and, uh, and we'll put a picture up so they know what you look like. Cool. Thank and then you. if you see them in the, in the grocery store... Give him a celebrity welcome. I don't know if he'll like that or not. <laughs> if you, I, I'm he sure if you walk you. up and you say, hey, are you the ICU doctor in Nashville? Um, but that's really neat, man. But we do appreciate you coming on. Tell us quickly, uh, how can people get in touch um, with you? And then also, how can they find your pack, podcast, excuse me, and how can they follow kind of your journey? Uh, I, you can find me at brianlafontaine.com. Uh, my agent here is JTA Talent uh, here in Charlotte. You can certainly reach out to them if you want to do business. Um you can uh, find the podcast is uh, you may have seen. Um, you can you can find it through my website, but you can also find it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the normal places where you find your podcasts. Um, yeah, and you get to hear some really great stories about a lot of local actors who you would not think twice about, you know, seeing or stopping to look at. And you know, you might be surprised at where you, not to be cliche, but where you may have seen them. Um, yeah. So very cool. Thank you, Brian. Absolutely. We appreciate you yeah, man, spending a few you. minutes with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now, we're going to close this out, but if you have liked this podcast, we would be so grateful if you will share this on your social media channels. And we appreciate all of our listeners. And thank you again, Brian, for joining us on the uh, Brand Builders Podcast. Everyone have a blessed day. Thank you. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.